0: Welcome to A Case of the Mondays, a podcast by 3R
1: Strategy where we talk about some of the most pressing issues facing HR professionals and business leaders. From fair treatment of employees to fostering transparency in the workplace, we'll explore how to create an environment where people don't just have to come to work but
0: want to. So if you're feeling blue, tune in and join the conversation so you don't end up with A Case of the Mondays.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Case of the Mondays, uh, a podcast by 3R Strategy. My name is Ramesh Kalim, your podcast host, and today we're discussing the four day work week. The concept of the four day work week uh, has been getting a lot of attention recently, with more companies experimenting with this and having a lot of success with it. And the idea has been gaining, gaining a lot of momentum. And on the surface, I think for a lot of people, particularly employees, it sounds great. Who wouldn't want a three-day weekend? But in reality, I think there are a lot of complexities with this in managing the four-day work week. And today we're going to explore some of those uh, and challenge some of those. And I'm delighted that today we have a guest from one of the companies that took part in the four-day work week trial last year and uh, have decided to continue with it. So Simon is the Managing Director of Tyler Grange, an environmental consultancy and a non-executive director at several companies. Welcome to the podcast, Simon. Delighted. So could you tell us a bit about your company, uh, Tyler Grange, and why you decided to take part in the four-day workweek trial?
0: Sure. Well, um Tyler Grange is an environmental consultancy. We've got ecologists, landscape architects and arborists, tree surveyors. Um, what we do is we enable development. Um, we're a purpose-driven company. We believe in the uh, importance of social mobility. Um, I also sit on the all-party parliamentary commi- um, committee for ESG, uh, where we talk about um, social mobility. So we enable development. Uh, we enable development in a responsible way, looking after the environment and society to allow people to buy homes, travel around, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, we spent a lot of time doing surveys, writing reports and uh, doing battle with the planning system to help development to happen. Um, in terms of the four day week trial, we're always looking for ways to become the best we can possibly be. Um, we, we meet a lot of people. We do a lot of fairly wacky things, um, to try and become the very best we can be. Um, and one of the things we were very curious about for some time actually was changing working patterns, um, because the point is it isn't a four day week that's important. It is what is the best working pattern for your organization. It's got nothing to do with four days, five days, six days, three days, whatever it might be. Um, how many hours you do in a day? Is well, what how, what is going to be the most successful way of work? Um, and I did a podcast recently with a storyteller, um, who a lady uh, um, a lady who flies all over the world, works with people like NASA. She works for the NHS, she works are massive organisations, telling stories. And I was listening to your podcast um, before we came on that you'd recently done with Ali Khan, um, talking about. Um, purpose and environment and flourishing and all this kind of stuff which i'm personally quite fascinated into it's a good good part enjoyed it (laughs) um and uh um, so claire murphy the storyteller gave me this great story which i think is really relevant um to to things like working patterns and four-day weeks and um this flourishing and these kinds of things so it's it's, it's a fairly short story so forgive me Um, but it's about a guru um hundreds of years ago um who was running a monastery and there every morning they would all him and his disciples would meditate and there was a cat that was messing around and distracting everybody so what he did was he tied the cat up to to stop it distracting them and then he did this every morning before um practice so that they could meditate properly and then after a while sadly the guru passed away and a new guru came in to run the monastery and he um he, before practice, tied the cat up, um, so that, and then they were all able to to meditate. And then after a while, the cat passed away. So this guru thought, oh, better go and get another cat. So he goes and finds another cat, ties that up um, before they meditate. Hundreds of years pass, and there's a big conference, and they all come together to discuss the philosophical meaning of tying up a cat and why it's really important for meditation. But the fact was, they were just doing it because it was distracting them, and in the end, it turned into a tradition. And I think this is incredibly relevant to this uh, working practice, because right now we're working a five day week, nine to five. Generally, that's sort of common practice. Um, We do it just because we've always done it. And nobody questions it. You start doing it when you're four and you go to school and you carry on till you retire. It's been happening for 100 years. In the 1920s, Henry Ford created the five day week because we used to do a six day week in the 1920s. Um and he did some research around productivity and realized that actually he would be able to make more cars. He was a very vicious industrialist. He wasn't doing it for well being, even though he said he was. Um but he wasn't. Um and he created the five day week, uh, the six-day week. And the interesting thing is when you go and look at the press and the um and all of the commentary that was around at that time was um exactly the same stuff. Oh, you know. So it's five day. We all do six day week. We've got to stay doing that. It's really important. Our clients expect us to do a six day week. Um, if we don't do a six day week, we're going to lose lots of money. It won't, isn't going to work. But now we all do a five day week because Henry Ford proved it. Everyone started copying him, and it became standardised across the whole world. Um, and I think the say that what we're looking at now is oh well, well, it's a four day week, but it's not. That's not the point. It is. I think people are starting to realise that it is, why are you doing a five-day week? Is it a guru's camp? Are you doing it just because you've always done it? And have you ever really questioned why? And what are the reasons that you're doing it? Because it might be the right thing. Five-day week may be right, but it probably isn't.
1: No, that's that's a really uh, interesting way of looking at it. And But if we think about that analogy of doing things and... In in that particular way, just because it's tradition, isn't whether it's and and I, I guess you did mention this briefly. So whether it's a five day week or a four day week, four day week it's still prescribing a certain way of working, isn't it? So who's to say that in a hundred years time somebody won't be looking at this and saying, "Oh, why did we do four day week? Why why don't we do shorter hours and work over five days instead?"
0: Well, Henry Ford said the same thing because he said, well, I actually think a four-day week would be better, but it's a bit extreme for us to go from six to four. And he, his, he fully intended to, to start a four-day week. I mean, one of the reasons he did it was to create a really nice period of time, a, a weekend, um, Saturday and Sunday weekend for people to um, go and have picnics and things. And one of the reasons he did that was because they would buy a car so they could go and become tourists. And it, I mean it was one of, it was one of the starts the, the early start of the tourism industry and people were buying his little black cars to go and um to go and, and, and use their extra time for recreation and he actually he made a lot of money out of it. Mm. Um so I, I don't I think uh, the four day week is clickbait. Um yeah. I, I've I've been um Tyler Grange, my business, myself and some of the other guys at Tyler Grange, we've been all over the world talking about this. Um, we've been on New Zealand, Australia and India. I mean, in Dubai, um, Estonia recently, um, Canada, the States talking about the four day week. People are really interested in it. And the thing, I think you touched on it. Wouldn't it be great to have a three day weekend? Um, but the interesting thing was when Tyler Grange, um, uh, when we so one of the pieces of advice I would give to people, by the way, um, is do not just switch on a four day week. Um, for goodness sake don't it won't work um, what you should do is talk to your team and work out with them what they think about it and how it might work and what might be the best best way of working um, because one of the things we found to my surprise actually was our all of our very best people didn't want to do it Were very worried about it because the deal is with a four-day week, and this was across the trial with the advice we got working. We work with um, Cambridge University, Oxford University, Boston University. And we also, there. I think there was around 72 companies on the trial. I think 98% um, of the organizations that have tried this have kept it because it works. Um, you, you become more productive and you, you actually do more um, in less time. Uh it sounds counterintuitive, but it's just a fact. Can't do anything about the facts. Um so the um all of these companies did it and our, our employees were were told you have to produce you have to um you get paid a hundred percent of your pay, so there's no cut in pay, you get paid the same for four days as you did for five. Um you get eighty percent of the time, so there's twenty percent of the time taken off. And that took lots of forms. So, like the Atom Bank, for example, that were on the trial, they they did split shifts. So they had two sets of four day weeks um, so that they could cover weekends and things. So that there, were, there was cover for being open all of the time because they're always on. Um, we shut down on Fridays. Some companies shut down on Mondays. Some people did five days but reduced hours. There was, there was all, there's so many ways you can do it. It's not just a Friday off long mm-hmm. weekend, although a lot of people do that. Um, but the deal was you get 100% of your pay for 80% of your time, but you have to produce 100% of the stuff. The productivity has to be maintained. So that's the deal for the employees, for the organization as well. But for the employees, it's got to be really clear about that. And um, that really freaks out the people who are working hard and performing really well because they're thinking, I'm already working blooming hard mm. to do what I'm doing now. now how the heck am I going to do that in four days rather than five? And the, the conversations we had around that were re- excellent, really challenging, really trying to work out ways that we could get better. And the wonderful thing about a four-day week and talking to your employees about it is they want it, yeah, but they really need to know about how to do it. But you give them the power to work out how to do it. They don't tell them how to do it. They know better than you do. And then you, you create an environment which is massively rewarding um because they're getting a whole day every week off extra uh, for their weekend we call it a non-working day rather than a holiday by the way um so it's still a tyler grange day but you just don't have to work um so we we like that psychology that it isn't just your day um the, the reason we do that is because of our purpose um we've always volunteered and one of the things you have to do if you work at tyler grange is you have to volunteer for community organizations or charities um uh, we also include working parents in that, by the way. We think raising the next generation is a wonderful thing to do. Um, so um, they had to find ways themselves to create that productivity. And the reward is so powerful that you can drive the most significant amount of change. I started my first startup where, um, God, a long time ago, almost 30 years ago. Um, I sold that a long time ago as well. Um, I have been, and I've been involved in loads of different organizations. I've never seen the power um, of a four day week and anything else that allows you to change for the better. So that you can drive change into an organization for people to be able to tolerate that. Um, it's a, there's no other way of doing it
1: in my opinion. You want to get better, change working hours. Okay, so um, there's a couple of things. One. I guess, you know, people have different understanding of four-day work weeks. So I've spoken to organizations that, for example, have used compressed hours into a four-day week, right? So if it's 40 hours uh, a week that you're doing instead of eight hours a day, it's 10 hours a day over four days instead. That's not a four-day day week. Yeah. And um, there are other organizations that have done, <clears throat> for example, uh a 20% cut in pay you do four days and again that's part-time working that's not really a four-day week mm-hmm. so um i know you mentioned how it worked in the trial and what you did which was the four-day week which so in your case you've done monday to thursday same pay um but can you tell us a bit about how everything else works so for example what is your holiday entitlement uh, well, how well. did that change over a four-day week?
0: Great question, because I thought it was really simple. As in, yeah. it's just be four-fifths of your pay. Because I'm, you know, maths. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um but actually, it's really complicated because of bank holidays and things. Um, mm. So we settled on, and I don't know the number. Forgive me. I'm not big on. Um, Numbers of days of holiday. I, I can never remember it. Um, but I think it's something like we, we were on 28 days. We're on, we're now on something like 20 days plus bank holidays. Um, the surprise bank holidays is one of the worst things that has ever happened to our organizations. So with all the, with all the, um, the things like the, um, the queen, uh, all the extra bank holidays that went on, that was absolute carnage. Um, because we went to a three-day week, um, so what we did was we made Fridays and Mondays optional on those weeks, so that people could work. We, we had the office open and the support around for people, so they could choose to work if they wanted to. But what we what we're going to be doing now is we're just going to flip the week. So if there's a bank holiday Monday, we we will be working on a Friday, and not and that is yes. with the full support and happiness of our team. They want to do that. Because it's absolutely horrendous trying to trying to do a three day week It's just stressful. Don't like it. Yeah. So okay. yeah. Um, um, to answer your question about the holidays, it's complicated. And it depends on hmm. what you do now, how you give holidays now. You need some advice on that. We had a lot of legal conversations to make sure we got it right, and then lots of consultation with the team to make sure they understood and in the end we settled on a number and said that's the number. Um, okay. But you're getting fifty two extra days, honestly. Like Hmm. It was yeah. a hard conversation.
1: And what about did you have any part time workers? So people who were doing two days a week um, and shifting from two out of five days to two out of four. How did you manage the part time workers? So
0: we didn't have any two out of five. We had some three and some four days. Um, actually, it was the four. The, it, we have a lot of working parents, um, so especially mums. Um, few dads but generally working mums doing four day weeks and they were one of the reasons why um we really went for it Um because what we know what when we're talking to them about what they were doing what we noticed was and I bet this is true anyone listening to this who's running an organization go and speak to your working mums and have a really good look at how much work they're doing because I will I will be I'm amazed if they're not doing more than the, the people on five days I'm pretty confident because we noticed this that they were doing more work in four days than um, our five-day employees were, as a, on average. You know, there were obviously some some outliers, but on average, that was happening. So yeah. we were really that was really comforting, and we learnt a lot from them about how to deliver a four-day week and what the sort of things we could do that would work. Um, but so what we did on with them is we just gave everybody a pay rise. So that the four-day week, they got a twenty percent pay rise. If they were on three days, then they got a um, whatever that is um, a forty percent pay rise, isn't it?
1: Okay, so essentially, if somebody was working no, 20% four days a week, yeah. <laughs> um, if somebody was working four days a week, and because the offer shifted to a four-day work week you changed the salary to a full-time equivalent salary. There was no shift in their hours.
0: No. I mean, why would, I mean that wouldn't be a full day week, would it?
1: No, as in, uh, th- that's, that's what it is, right? So if you're working four out of five days, you have uh, 80% of your salary as a part-time worker, so you increase it to 100%.
0: Correct. So yeah, we did yeah. we did the, and we did the equivalent with everybody else who was on other part time arrangements. So Tyler Grange's got just under a hundred employees in it. So sure. we're not massive, but I mean significant enough that I think, you know, people can take some reassurance. And we we work in develop with house builders and um uh, engineers, those kinds of people. Friday deadlines are a big deal. So closing the business on a Friday was pretty frightening.
1: Hmm. Okay. uh, I'm sure you get a lot of questions from people asking about the four-day work week. Um, There's probably opposing views. I have to say, I am undecided about this one. I am a little bit skeptical. Um, Sure.
0: You're not on your own.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We, as, as, so, we're a small organization. We have um, uh, a team of soon to be nine. (laughs) So, nine people. And we are fully remote. And... Uh, people are based different parts of the country we meet up once a quarter uh, for the whole day for meetings and uh, um, some sort of activity we have uh, a lot of flexibility in how we work so um, we have no um, fixed holiday entitlement so uh, people take time whenever they want obviously uh, and, and you know it's, it's the philosophy around we treat people like adults and they behave like adults. So it's not, um, you know, it's like sometimes it. people people say, well, what do you mean unlimited holiday? Can I take six months off? Well, well no, you can't take six months off. That's not how it works. But, um, you know, people manage their own time. We've also had people that have worked uh, abroad, for example, because people can work from anywhere. So there is a lot of flexibility in how people work. And if I look at the four day work week, it's, it's like the conversation that you said that you had with some of your people, which is that if the expectation is that you're going to work 80% of the time, uh, to deliver the same amount of work, then it means that productivity should be increasing by 20% of the time, uh, by 20%, sorry. And so there's no doubt that for some people, that will mean that they will need to work A bit of bit extra, and so my question is: Have you tracked, or have you looked at any data around how much or how long people were working when it was five days a week, versus how long they're working when it's four days a week, and is it, for example, similar hours? They're just working extra hours during the day.
0: Yeah, I think it's a change of mindset. So you're looking at outcomes, aren't you? I mean, it's not about the amount of work being done. I think this is the trick, um, or the fact, is it's not about the amount of work you're doing. It's about how many outcomes are you achieving. What are you what are you actually getting done and how are you doing that? So we looked at the sort of work that we were doing that was taking a lot of time, and we found ways of either moving that out of the business, especially stuff that was low value. Um, so we're using other people to do that kind of work. Uh, we're focusing on high value difficult work really challenging stuff we do really difficult things well what what the four day week allows us to do is do really hard things amazingly well um another podcast with a guy called Mustafa Saka who's a professor of psychology associate professor sorry he told me off for calling him a professor he's an associate professor of psychology at Nottingham Trent he's pretty well known around the resilience thing and I think that's what you're touching on here which is are, you, are people going to be burned out? And it is hard doing a four-day week. You actually have its The intensity of the work is much harder. So, yes, we definitely have looked at how much time people are spending around. Um, out. So we, we do monitor hours. Um, we're an hours-based business, a little bit like lawyers in terms of sometimes we charge on the clock, So which is weird, isn't it, doing a four-day week? Um, but what we're trying to do is give our clients what they want, which is our advice, not data gathering or writing reams of text that nobody ever reads, um, really streamlining what we're doing, making sure it's done really effectively so that we're getting the outcome our clients want more quickly so that we're producing the outcomes, not just churning through the work the same way we used to do it. So if you don't change what you're doing, it isn't going to work. And the point about something like this, as Henry Ford has said in the past, is about changing what you do, not about doing less of the same. If you do that, you're just gonna do twenty percent less. But Tidy Grange is now twenty nine percent more productive overall. So we're not we're doing nine percent more of successful outcomes than um we were as a um five day week company in four days. Um so we are um nine nine percent better plus you take the twenty percent of time that we've lost by switching off Fridays, we're twenty nine percent better. And that is replicated across the trial. I mean, there are much bigger um, improvements, and ones where it's fairly equitable, and some it's just a little bit down. But overall, I think I, I don't know of an organisation that's had a reduction of productivity of a full day off. Um, it works, but I go back to my point, and you know, your, your scepticism is absolutely correct. I agree with you. Be sceptical, then, but then do a four-day week. Work out what's going to work best for you. It's interesting what you say about unlimited holidays. We we used to do that, and we turned it off because nobody ever went on holiday. Um, what we discovered was that psychologically people like permission. Um, if you're working with your friends at work, I think it's a little easier when there's nine of you. But as you as we got bigger, hmm. we found it really hard, especially with people that we weren't that weren't um, in regular touch with the founders, was they were finding it very hard to take holiday because they didn't feel they had permission to take holiday. So in the end, we went back to a very generous holiday allowance so that they had the permission to have holidays. We wanted to have holidays, otherwise they will burn out. Um, but, but one of the things we did is we developed an app, a mini-survey, um, which monitors – we got a BA pilot called Kev, um, and my son, who is a computer scientist, um, built us an app that is like a mini survey that measures fatigue mainly and also happiness. So it's got, we, we've got an in-house psychologist called Suzanne. He does a day, a day a month in our business, running a clinic and also doing training. She, we have a very strong mentoring program at Tyler Grange and she trains our mentors. Um, so she helps us as well. So we've got some questions in there that we ask and that monitors how tired people are. And also happiness as well, so that we can see, I can see every day by the hour, actually changes in happiness and tiredness in the entire Grange, because this app's being filled in, everybody has to fill it in every day. They don't, I don't actually, I try, but I sometimes forget, but it gives us a quite a good uh, picture of how tired the team is and whether they're actually getting burned out or not. And actually we, I mean, fatigue's gone down, happiness has gone up, which is pretty satisfying. Um, but that we get peaks so the, the bank holidays i mentioned is a great example of that where it's really awful um, or if we've got a particularly big project we'll work at the weekend but we always done we've always done that but i mean sometimes you just got to get get stuff done haven't you so you've got to get stuff done um and we'll just work um we've yeah. always done that so there's no real difference in terms of the intensity of work it is more intense to do a four-day week um, but the extra day off means you come in and this is i promise you is true i would say almost everybody at tyler Grains enjoys monday morning because you've had three days off and you're actually really quite keen to get on you know I'd, I'd go back to your previous podcast about the sense of purpose and and being part of something bigger than you i think people want to go to work they want to work. They want to work hard as well. Um, and a four-day week is not about having a day off. It's about being really damn good at what you do and having the space to be able to um, work on yourself, um, do things you enjoy as well as work, and then really be able to smash it when you're in your work hours.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree on the... <laughs> I mean, obviously, our podcast is called The Case of the Mondays. <laughs> and the reason it's called that is, um, um, so I, I wrote a book called The Case of the Mondays, because it was, it. is around, you know, the whole point around that's what people want is that sense of purpose and that environment where you trust each other. And so I would argue that that's, the critical piece there is, is this, that real sense of purpose. And for some people, two days might be more than enough or great to say, I want to get back to that sense of purpose. I've had my time off. I want to get back to it. And, and it, it, whether it's the case of, you know, prescribing a way of working rather than saying, do what works best for you. Yeah, sure. So, um,
0: Tyler Grange does a four day week. Um, but there is a lot of flexibility around that. We don't, um, we, we're, we're an in office organization, but we're in office when you want to be in the office. We have six offices around the country. They're generally very busy on Mondays and Thursdays, but our team want to go into the office. They're sociable. They want to meet each other. Um, Mm. Fridays is interesting as well because the guys socialize with each other because all their mates are at work and they're like, so, they, they tend to go off and do stuff together. Um, Fridays are used as admin days as well. We reckon it takes three to six months for you to get the hang of it because you're so conditioned to work in five days. It's so it's such a cat, such a guru's cat. You just can't. It's, it blows your mind. It, I really struggle to start with. Um, I have learned to switch off a bit. I do my best. Being the kind of person I I've got a really good mindfulness coach called Mia. Um, who really helps me with this because it's, it's a real work-on for me is being able to take time out and look after myself and not just be driven, drive, drive, drive all the time because as I've learned, that's not a very successful approach. It doesn't work. You're much better if you do have some time and space to be able to um, do other things, and then you can be really amazing when you are switched on and going for it. It's that, that's for me the key, and I'm, it's a work-on for me anyway. Um, but I, but yeah, the flexibility thing, you know, work when you want to work. Let's be outcome based. I get it. But again, i go back to the holiday point. I think people need some structure. I mean, one of the things we've learned from Suzanne, our psychologist, is the importance of structure. We're very much free and easy. In fact, you should speak to Mustafa. He's brilliant on this stuff. And he, he maintains that there is no reason for anybody to live in a relentless environment. They, they, we should be providing lots of support. But if you yeah. want to be really high performance, really amazing at what you do, really deliver the best stuff for your clients and really achieve that sense of purpose that people want, then you put tons of challenge in. Like at Tyler Grange, we have a lot of challenge, but we also put tons of support in. And I think in the past, we've been great on the support and pretty poor on the challenge. We've been very much, we'll treat you like adults. Like you say, you crack on, you do what you got to do. But as your organization gets bigger, that can become very frightening. People Mm. actually get really worried because they don't know if they're doing well or not. And they tend to get told they're doing well even when they're possibly not. It's quite a scary place to exist. So loads of support, loads of feedback, loads of help around the challenge. You end up with a very high performing team. And I think the four day week is just one of the things we do. It isn't the only thing we do. We provide a lot of flexibility. a lot of, um, a lot of trust to our team, um, but they have
1: to deliver. So one of the, I mean, just just on that point around the holidays, and I completely agree. And there, you know, there is there is a lot of research that was because uh, Netflix were the original ones that came out with that, and there was research around people not taking a lot of holiday.
0: Virgin actually, Richard Branson did it first at Virgin. Oh, did he? Okay,
1: um, and. Um, we are, We didn't used to track holidays, but we've now started to track it just to make sure that people are taking it. So we don't have you find that. Um, so we're finding that people are taking holidays. And so I I, the reason I wanted to track it is to see if somebody isn't taking holidays to make sure that they are uh, cool. taking it. And um, so I think it, it might be a case of, you know, it works in a smaller organization um, and uh, it might be more difficult to manage in a larger one. But I think there's also a difference in, you know, when you talk about the issue of treating people like adults, where in some organizations you can have a holiday policy of 25 days, 30 days, and you might say, oh, I've got a doc- dentist appointment this morning, I've got to take half day off. In other organizations where you have that sort of flexibility, they, so you, you know, just, just do what you need to do <laughs> and, and yep. manage your own time. And so I don't think it's always a fair comparison because you have the flexibility to be able to manage your time rather than saying, oh, actually, I've taken a week off. And that's the only time you're measuring.
0: I, I, completely, I, I completely agree with you. And this, this is the point, isn't it? It's not about a one size fits all approach to running a company. You've got to be better than that. And I think this is I go back to the Guru's cat story. I don't think enough leaders are asking themselves the question, what is the best working pattern for my organization? They're just doing a five-day week. I was talking to Deloitte. I hope they don't mind me saying this. I was talking to them, and they were saying, oh, we can't do it. We could never do a four-day week because our clients wouldn't let us. I'm like, well, oh, have you ever asked them? Have you Have you know that? And they, they don't. They just – there's a lot of assumptions here. There's a lot of – and I, I think in most frames, leadership – we all know that we have to break the norms don't we? we've we got to do new things we've got to challenge and disrupt and um be um creating new stuff to for our businesses to succeed why why is it so hard for leaders to look at a working pattern and say actually we have to stay the five-day week when there are loads of other ways of 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 working why, hmm. why are you so wedded to that i mean The East Cambridgeshire uh, example is a brilliant one. Cambridgeshire Council have moved to a four-day week. Um, Unbelievably successful, like really successful. They've been able to fill jobs that have been vacant for years. They've started to really deliver um, on some projects that they haven't been able to do for years. Satisfaction across the county is up, across their district is up massively. They are absolutely smashing it however the government are telling them to stop why <laughs> and they, and nobody can say why they're, but i know why it's because oh they're being lazy and people are paying them to turn up for five days and does is there any leader out there that thinks presenteeism is a good thing i hope not because if you think presenteeism a good thing you have no place leading any kind of organization in my opinion um, what you want is outcomes, don't you say? East Cambridge here have been have moved to a four day week. The outcome from their move to a four day week is significant, really big improvements in service to their to their district. Um, but the government wants to stop because of the Guru's cap, because they've got a religious, frankly, belief in turning up to work for five days, nine to five. It's pretty silly, I think. But mm. I'm not saying that the four-day week is right or wrong. I'm not saying the five-day week is right or wrong. The point is you are doing it because you've always done it, and that is very dangerous. And if you don't think about it and don't come up with some new strategies, you're probably not going to exist as an organization for many
1: for many more years, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think presenteeism is – very much something a lot of leaders uh care about, because wow. that's why we're seeing so many of them saying we want everyone back in the office five days a week. And yeah. you know, Goldman Sachs right. is a classic example. I don't care if they're <laughs> listening to, it because I'm not a fan. Uh, but you know, they're the ones that are saying we we want you to come into the office five days a week. And so it uh, it is very much around we're paying you to do a job. We want you to. You know, when I first set up the company um, around six, seven years ago, it was very difficult for me to get projects because we would have all the conversation and then then an organization would say, well, OK, so which days are you going to be coming into the office? And I said, well, I'm not coming into the office. Um, you want this delivered and I will deliver this for you. And that would lead to the end of the, co- the conversation because they want you there. I think some of that mindset has changed now in the pandemic, but there are still a lot of companies that uh, want that. And so for those ones, you know, that are asking for people to come into the office five days a week, I think they're a long, long way away from considering the four day. It's
0: changing. Mate. It really is. I mean, the int- we, we, we went and spoke. So before we, we started the trial, before we told anybody about it, we went and spoke to our top 100 clients. Face to face, pretty much all of them face to face. Went to see them and said, What do you think? They all said, Oh, then I'm not sure. That's frightening. we will be worried about it. What are we going to do on if we need you on a Friday? We said, It's okay. We've got an emergency line on Friday, by the way. So there's an emergency phone line that um I, I go on it. They're, all of the senior leadership, they have a morning or an afternoon once every sort of, I think we do it about once every two months. Um, I've uh, so I've been doing we've, nearly two years now we've been doing a 40 week I've been called twice one of those calls was somebody trying to sell me some furniture so we don't, we're not getting many people phoning the emergency line it does say only call us if you need to don't phone, wait till Monday or phone us on a Thursday if you if it's about just general day-to-day stuff Um so we don't get phoned out of those 100 clients only one of those 100 clients said I'm not using it. if you do that that's the end we won't be using okay me. That client that said that now uses us again because they went somewhere else and we were loads better than them. (laughs) (laughs) So they came back and they're still, they still don't like it. Um, but we're, we're honest and open. One of our values is honesty. We're very honest about what we will do, but all of our clients are saying to us, and this is one of the things that our team changed, not us. We knew we'd need to do it, but the team really got on it is cons. Um, being a consultancy talking to our clients is a big thing for us but in order to make sure that the clients don't need you on a friday the level and the quality not the vol- not the amount but the quality of communication monday to thursday is dramatically better we Ooh. are talking talking to and consulting with our clients dramatically better than we were as a five day week company and that's because we have to, or they're going to phone up the helpline on a Friday, and everyone's going to go, "Oh, I want to go play golf or something. I don't want to be, hmm. I don't want to have to talk to your client because you didn't talk to them properly over the over the four days." So it's been a, that's been really really cool. Um, but I think the honesty thing is really important with a four day week. You've you've got to engage with your community really really strongly. Make sure they understand what you will and won't do. Once they understand it, our experience and our experience is of it's very old-fashioned. The development industry, a lot of them still go into the office in a suit and tie. It's, hmm. it's pretty old school, you know. Um, so they were they were pretty alarmed by a four-day week. We still get a, quite a bit of mickey-taking, um, you know, a bit sort of a bit woke, isn't it? I don't know what that word means, but it's all that kind of stuff. But we ju- we just smile and go well you're still using us we're doing amazing stuff you're getting you're getting outcomes that you're not going to get from our competitors Um, so it's pretty cool isn't it and actually we're starting to see some of our clients are now starting to look at 40 week we're helping them we help quite a lot of other organizations because we're generous like that talk to them about how we might be able to help them with our experience and i know the exact second that I wanted Tyler Grange to do a four-day week. I know exactly when it was. Um, it was about a year before we did it. We'd been talking about it quite a bit. And I had a dream. And I, woke, I had a dream that one of my big competitors had done it first. And mm. I woke up and I was so pissed off. I was <laughs> so annoyed. Because I, what I realized was that if you go first, you're going to get all the downsides. Yeah, you're the early adopter. You're going to have all, you have to work out a lot of the problems. You're going to have to fight against everybody else who's still doing a five day week, but it is changing. It will change. Um, the, but you get all of the upsides. So we can recruit pretty much whoever we want. They want to come and work for us because they're going to get paid the same as they are now, but for four days. Why wouldn't you want to do Ooh. that? It's, it work. That works. Um, we've got a much happier team. It's much easier for us to, to manage a team. I'm a big believer in working very hard on making sure your employees are happy. Why would you want to run a business where people are sad or, or you're having to hit them all the time to work hard? Uh, make them happy. Then they're just going to deliver and you don't have to do a lot. It's much more fun. It's a much nicer place to be. So that's another reason for doing a forty week. Um, it's just so cool and you get all of these benefits. But if you're the, if you're the last person to do it or you go in the middle, you're still gonna have quite a lot of the downsides, maybe a few less,
1: but you're gonna have a lot less of the upside. Did your uh, competitor end up doing the four day work weekend?
0: <laughs> no, that was just a dream. They're not that innovative. <laughs> but but they, I get quite a bit of flap because they're getting so much stick from their employees going, look at Tyler Grange, look we got to do that, we mm-hmm. need to do that, we need to do that. And they're frightened. And I get it because so was I. The first month we did the four day week, we saw a big drop in productivity it was terrifying i was thinking okay. i had made a huge mistake fortunately it very rapidly
1: changed into something really quite
0: spectacular so yeah what do you
1: think changed uh in that one month that it's just so, sure so productivity hard to change I, th-
0: I think it's psychological so it's just really really challenging to go from five to four days it's just and i think we were just still still bit wedded to the way we were working we did so in the run-up to the to the five-day week we made Fridays optional so we started to slowly turn off Fridays in fact one of the things I've noticed I don't know if you've noticed this if you drive anywhere on a Friday morning it's this it's desolate nobody is around but you try and drive someone on a Friday afternoon it's carnage because everybody is so say working from home or they're just getting some things done Mm. and they're off and i think most people now fridays are pretty optional so i think there's a lot of four day weeks happening it's just nobody's been that honest about it
1: yeah i I I think friday has for a long time been a a work from home day or those people that were doing four days a week uh were taking the friday off because i used to Mm -hmm. commute from london to reading every day for a couple of years and I remember driving in on the Friday and it used to take me half the time.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, but it's really, really quite a stark change now. Friday mornings is a great place. It's a great time to be driving around.
1: I mm. mean, our whole
0: business, we all we'll laugh about this at work because we're, we're often doing stuff on Friday mornings, you know, going and having fun. Um, it's, been, um, it's been, it's quite interesting because we're out and about on a Friday morning and everybody else is hiding at home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think about or do you know of other organizations that have done this where you considered having the four day week, but with half your employees doing Monday to Thursday and the others doing Tuesday to Friday so that you had the yeah. whole week covered for your clients?
0: Like lots, lots. yeah. So Atom Bank's the biggest one that have done that. There's, there's loads of different ways you can you can chop it up. But the key thing is 180-100. That's the that's the formula to take away from this is. of your pay for 80% of your time, but you've got to deliver 100% productivity. And I think it's that contract you make with your employees that's so, so important. That's really, really key, I think. Um, Plus, very early consultation. We were talking to the team about it two years before we did it. Um, In fact, we were talking to the team 18 months before we did it because we were going to do it after two years, but the trial turned up, so we thought we might as well go and join that. So we we went six months earlier than we were planning. Um, Okay. Okay. There was, there were a few, and I won't name any, um, but there were a few organizations that started a four day week with no consultation. And on, they had parties in their offices where they got everybody in and said, hooray, we're going to do a four day week. It's going to be amazing. And it didn't work. Those are the organizations where it hasn't worked, where they did things like that because it's, that must have been knowing what I know now. That must have been terrifying for a significant number of their employees.
1: Yeah, of course. And I I think in general, employees want to be part of the process. They they don't want to be just told that this is this is how you should be working.
0: Yeah. And they're they're the best people to tell you how to do stuff like this and what will work. I mean, we were going to we had a whole we had a whole structure we were going to do, which we didn't in the end. We were going to do. Uh, we were going to have Fridays off. I think then we were going to have Mondays off. So we do Tuesday to Friday. And then we were going to try. With my preference actually was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday. So I was thinking two days weekend, two days weekend. That sounds fun. Cool. Um, but um, we did Fridays, but it's worked so well, been so good. That we thought, well, you know, I don't want to change that. It's just, yeah. it's been so powerful that we're, we've just stuck with what we're doing. And the okay. guys are enjoying it so much and it's working so well.
1: Earlier on, you mentioned that your productivity went up by 29%. How, yep. how do you measure that productivity?
0: So that is work completed per employee. So because obviously there's different numbers of employees month to month um, with people coming in and out. Um, so it, it's that. And we also measure work complete as well. So how many projects by value are completed. So. It's really a, It's like a, a turnover by person productivity measure, really. Um, so we do it in two ways just to make sure one isn't lying, if you see what I mean. Um, so it's a real yeah. I mean, we don't measure product profitability uh, or profit for this We do measure that, but we don't, we don't use that as a four-day-week measure because it's actually we're, like I say, we're a purpose-driven business. we tend to spend a lot of our profits on, on other stuff. We make beer. We spend money on um, a lot of charitable things. Uh, we support our, our guys doing their community stuff. Uh, we do all sorts of things like that. So our profit isn't a very good measure because we have more of it. We spend it, um, if you see what I mean. Plus, we spend yeah. quite a bit of money on systems and stuff to, to help us with our, mm. with our productivity. But, yeah, productivity is up significantly and definitively up
1: yeah, by that measure. But when you say work completed, is that um, is that client work? Because I guess the client work and the billable time and all of that is quite easy to measure, whereas it's harder to measure non-client work. So is that is that mainly client work that you're thinking about when you talk about the 29 percent?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because because our our, um, business is focused around delivering our clients projects, all of the other stuff we do around that is um feeding into that so it's it's a it's we tried a few different ways of doing it so we tried looking at our admin team the hub as we call them um who who are doing all the support stuff around that so accounts and um sort of help supporting the team with a, any number of administrative tasks all that kind of stuff so we started looking at that but actually when it came down to it the best way to measure them was their impact on taking stuff off our team so that they were able to be even more productive in their four days, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's what, that's what we ended up settling on. Anyway, it's, it's not per, it's quite hard. It's not perfect, but it is def- definitive because it's so big.
1: Yeah. I, no, no, that makes sense. Cause it, it is quite a big shift, but you know, we, we also work with our clients. And so that is a big part of how you measure your, um, Growth, your success, but it's very difficult to, because you know, all things don't remain equal. So, if it's, um do you think some of that or a lot of it could be down to you having a successful, very successful year? So, there's more clients coming in, and so you're able to deliver on them. Maybe, and I'll challenge you here, maybe it could be partly down to being in that trial where your company got a lot of, um, you know, um, uh, marketing and PR as part of this to say let's go and work yeah. with this organization they're innovative, they're trying something different and so <laughs> that can be part of some of that growth and that productivity
0: Yeah, my dream, be an early adopter, it's much more successful to do it that way, Yeah, for sure Yeah, I mean it, it's, a, it's a complex world isn't it I mean you know, we're trying to simplify things down into, into data and statistics um, we're definitely more productive Definitely. There's yeah. no doubt about it. How could we do that on four days instead of five if we want? So we must be. Hmm. Yeah? So there, there's that. But also, yeah, we're, we're, we're innovating all the time. I mean, I think one of the things that we've done that has been massively beneficial is work really hard on our team's ability to cope with, um, high intensity work. So, we have a we've got an in house psychologist, so I've mentioned we we work with my, uh, Mindful Peak Performance, who I'm a non exec for. They um, are so Luke Doherty, who runs that, they, they work with young carers. There are 800,000 um, children under the age of 18, full time caring for an adult. Um, so, he works with them and mindfulness, but he also, in order to pay for that, he works for business leaders so he comes into the organization helps us with mindfulness Um, the four-day week is part of that Um, we also we have trained mentors all of our team have a thing called a dream catcher so we're helping them identify what they want to do with their lives not just with their careers and then we support that Um, and often that takes them out of Tyler Grange and into new jobs and new organizations and traveling abroad and all sorts of wonderful things we want our team to have the best possible experience they can have at Tyler Grange while they're at Tyler Grange, and in order to achieve that, one of the things we've learned is that they're very, very likely to stay at Tyler Grange for a period of time, not forever. And um, we want to understand what it is they want to do next, help them to do that. So we've helped people become teachers, we've helped people move to Australia, we've helped them do all sorts of things leaving Tyler Grange, so that we so that we're giving them a brilliant experience while they're in our in our organisation, and that. That, I think, has massively improved productivity.
1: So one of the questions, um, and I was leaving this to as the end because uh, we're talking a lot about support and the positive aspects. So one of the things that a lot of HR professionals struggle with is performance management. And we've seen a lot of research around organizations feeling that their performance management process isn't working. Um, they They don't feel it's, Helps in any way with productivity or performance, and employees feel the same way. So when you go from working five days a week and saying we want you to be able to have the same productivity, um, you'll have the same pay, but you're working fewer hours. Does that did that? Um, and I, I know you you don't have to go into specifics, but did that lead to any challenges around performance? some people that were unable to cope with the reduction in hours but the same productivity and how did you manage that
0: yes of course i mean some people it's not right for everybody i think you i mean you touched on this about you know and i and i agree with you um it's not a one-size-fits-all thing some people don't want to do a full-day week at that intensity some people want to cruise along for a longer period of time produce the same stuff but they'd rather have a bit more space to do that Mm. And take their time a bit, and that's not going to work at Tyler Grange. You've got to be able to be maintain a fairly high intensity of work, and that isn't for everybody. But in terms of performance management, I and mean, one of the things we've learned is is being really honest and clear about um, what people, what is expect, what is ex- expected of people. Um, Suzanne, the psychologist, she uses an escape analogy. I don't know if you've come across this. It's, I think it's used yeah. in HR a bit. But setting expectation, having scrutiny, so escape, the ESC part of it Mm. is expectation, scrutiny, and consequence. So the expectation, this is what we want you to achieve. This is how we're going to scrutinize it with your help. Um, And these are the consequences of achieving those expectations, which is if you achieve it, it's pay rises, promotions, rewards. Mm. If you don't achieve it, it is um, support and help to help you achieve it, but ultimately helping you to move to somewhere where you are going to feel like you're able to achieve because it's not with us Um, so it's about a really honest clear management of that process to allow people to really clearly understand and we were really bad at that some years ago really bad at it we had expectations we didn't tell anyone because we didn't want to freak them out or upset them we're trying to be nice and say you know you do what you've got to do and we'll let you do it Um, and then we would end up moving people on quite short notice. And everybody was a bit frightened because they didn't really know what was expected, but they knew that there was consequence, but they didn't mm. understand the process by which those consequences were affected. So what we've done now is we, we've got a thing called a C3PO, um, which is um, all about consequences um, and expectation. So um, the C is a challenge, the three P's are purpose, um, performance, and pay. And then the O is opportunity, which is another one of our values. What opportunities can you create for the business and what can we do for you? Um, so we managed that process. It's all about setting really clear expectations. They know they're going to get monitored. They know they're going to be measured against those. So they can see really clearly whether they're successful or not. And that way they feel safe. They feel really supported because we're if they're not achieving their expectations, we try and help them as hard as we possibly can to get there. And we don't set ridiculous expectations either. The, hmm. the expectations are set with them. Um, we also have a very transparent pay structure as well, which I think you would like. Hmm. Everybody knows why everybody's paid. Um, we will be in the future, I hope, publishing that, which is going to really annoy my competitors, which I love. Um, but so yeah we've, we've a lot of transparency honesty a lot of clarity around those kinds of things and i think that's really important again to make something like a four-day week succeed people got to know what they got to do in order to be able to hit that under 800 you've got to be very clear and if you're not and if it's muddied and blurred you're going to struggle
1: well um thanks a lot for um all of your insights uh into the four-day working week i, I think we've um, uh i found this fascinating it's been a topic that we've been discussing internally i know a lot of hr people are discussing it and i'm sure this is going to be a very popular episode if i if i try and summarize what you uh have been saying and tell me if this is an accurate <laughs> reflection is it's you know the focus isn't whether you're working 5 days a week or 4 days a week it's more around having the right way of working for your organization and if you are going to switch to a four-day week, then you can't just simply do what you're doing now and just go to a four-day week. You have to really look at how you're working, because it's not just about people becoming 20% more efficient with their time, but we have to look at all the inefficiencies that exist in our organization and try and cut out those inefficiencies to help people be more productive with their four days and their time. Great, Sam. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm. I'm glad I didn't misunderstand anything. Well, so cool. I mean, it's,
0: it's a curious cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so thanks again to uh, Simon Ursel for discussing uh, the four-day working week, how that works, and all the all the benefit that we can have from this. I, you know, I will say I was skeptical at the start of the episode. I am still that skeptical. And, and I think one of the things, uh, but I am definitely shifted uh, a bit in this direction. But one of the things I am skeptical about is I feel like I think we need more data because for a lot of people, if you said we have, um, you know, we're going to trial this for six months and then you we can continue if it works and you will have a three day weekend. I can imagine a lot of people working longer hours on those four days to try and make it work to get those three-day week that happens
0: for sure yeah. compressing hours you know and, yeah. and just you know a lot of lying going on but can I just flip that on its head you want data
1: so to respond just if you could respond to this as well and whether okay. this is going to have a long-term impact on health and well-being of people as a result of those intensity and extra hours in those four days
0: so I would flip the four-day week on its head and I would say to you give me the data that the five-day week is better than a four day can you prove that to me and if you can't then you've got to go to your organization and work out what's going to work best because you don't have to do a four-day week you don't have to do a five-day week you don't do any kind of week but if you haven't asked that question i think you're going to go bust eventually or you're certainly not going to achieve your full potential put it that way less controversial
1: statement if anyone's um well, I'm, I'm, I hope many people are listening <laughs> and want to connect with Simon to, to connect with him on LinkedIn. Uh, we, yeah. we tend to have a reflections episode after every topic and we take questions from our listeners. And so I'm sure we'll have lots of questions um, yeah. and comments on this. And if there's something specifically for you, we might uh, pass it on and to get your input for our reflections episode.
0: Cool. I know that there are going to be people listening to this now and they are going to say this exact phrase. That'll work for you, but it won't work in my organization. Pretty much everybody says that to me and it is not true.
1: So uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Case of the Mondays. Thanks again, Simon, for all of your insights. And um, we will speak to you uh, in next month's episode of Case of the Mondays. Thanks, everyone.